What's up, guys? Here we are again with the Commander's Vault, um, Central PA's EDH podcast about all things EDH. Uh, I'm Trevor. I'm JB. I'm Adam. And I'm Dale. Uh, Hopefully you guys could check out our first episode. Um, What we really want to bring to you guys today is the uh, ban list announcement at the time of this recording. So uh, (laughs) some changes (laughs) to our favorite format today. Yeah, mere hours old at the time of this recording. So the big one, of course, is uh, Paradox Engine was banned. Iona Shield of Amiria was also banned, and the unbanning of Painter Servant. Um, already, we're seeing some crazy volatility in the card prices. So yeah, yeah. that's that's one thing. But yeah, um, yeah. Painter Servant are uh, what sold out on DCG. Uh, I know that it's their price immediately went from like fifteen to forty or yeah. something at the time of this recording. Evil <laughs> um, investors, right? Right, uh, all but, the MTG finance guys into the buyout. Although I do think it is hilarious that within 15 minutes of the ban list, I saw it, uh, at least six posts on uh, Facebook Magic groups uh, selling masterpiece Paradox Engines. Yes. I was just like, oh man, I'm sorry. Yep, offload them now while you got them, folks. Because I'll tell you, there. Like I looked, I think maybe like an hour or two ago. Paradox Engine was forty. You can find them for like six ninety nine right now. I mean, Are it's, you it, serious? Dude, I'm dead they serious. It is, it is absolutely hell. ridiculous. Now, if you still look at the market price on oh, TCG, yeah. it's still like thirty bucks, but people are selling them for like ten or less. Mm-hmm. It's just it took a hard dive, man, and like. I'll tell you, I'm one of the players in this group that's definitely hurt the most by it. Um, it was in my Urza deck, you know what I mean? It's one of those cards that just makes that commander just absolutely ridiculous. Now, that's not to say that it still isn't doable, you know? Like, there's, you've still got your Dramatic Scepter, you've still got Rings and uh, Basalt Monolith, all that jazz, but it, it, it's, definitely, uh, it's definitely a crippling blow. I mean, Urza, his power level, you know, without Paradox Engine is still relatively high. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, but I, like, I play uh, Kumina... Uh, Tyrant of Baraska, and that was a linchpin card in that deck yeah. because it was uh, cast a spell, then draw a bunch of cards, and then yeah. cast a spell, draw a bunch of cards. Yep. So, I mean, the the deck is seriously probably going to need some retooling. I'm going to try and find some, you know, substitute or some other yeah. like workaround strategy to get the same effect. But I saw somebody posting some stuff today, like you can do some shenanigans with Intruder Alarm to like get a similar effect yeah. and stuff like that. But it's just just not the rest same. in peace, competitive Sizze. Yeah. Rest oh, and in peace, uh, Tim the Thrasios Paradox. PST, <laughs> like, yeah. Paradox Scepter Thrasios for sure. But definitely the decks hit hardest by this are Cisse and uh, Arkham Dagson. Arkham Dagson was actually yeah. what my Urza deck was before, and it's funny. I, I at first I thought Urza was gonna get a ban. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just fall back on Arkham. Well, now it's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm riding Urza yeah. out because <laughs> Arkham is just essentially a dead. He's, he's no longer competitive. He's mm-hmm. no longer one of those decks that can hold a candle. You know what I yeah, mean? It's just, I mean, it was a crippling blow. The like this the Captain Sisse deck is still decent for sure. Right. For sure. Absolutely. Being able to tutor any legendary in your deck to your hand yeah, is there's still, fantastic. There's still cards like Wirewood Lodge and stuff that you can run to untap her and well, stuff no, like she's, that. She's, no, she's not, a human. Not, I know what you mean, though. Yeah, 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 like the lands and stuff that but untap your legendary. Just the, f- the, the Seton Crows and Protector loop and stuff like that was yeah. just absolutely bonkers. I mean, I've seen Captain Sisse win on turn two. 
And it's just absolutely crazy that her, you know, tier, she's going to go down to, you know, she was, she was tier zero. Now she's going to be, she'll be on the upper end of casual, but she'll still be casual. I think the same thing's going to happen to Arkham. He's definitely not going to be a tier one commander. He'll be. You know, casual at best. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things. Still great value to be had there. Oh, but yeah, it's just, yeah, definitely. It's just not the same. My CDH decks didn't get hurt by it, so I really don't care. <laughs> Hashtag man Protein Hulk again. Please. This uh, was yeah, a mistake. I, I, I do honestly think that we are going to see some Hulk decks run rampant now because it's just like, well, we can't play Paradox Engine, so I guess we're going to build Hulk. Then they're going to build Hulk, and everybody's going to go back to food chain. So, <laughs> Yeah, who won the last uh, tournament here? Uh, Richard did. Uh, Richard yeah, did. Richard yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Oh, one yeah. of the local players, Richard Zhang, he actually won uh, won our most recent commander tournament here at the Comics Vault um, with his Timna and Thrasios. Exquisitely Flash piloted <laughs> Flash yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's he's relatively new to the competitive EDH scene too, and I'll tell you, he's grown a lot, man. He's he's he super has. good, yeah, super good awesome. player. It was awesome to see. Yeah, but um, let's shift gears here. So uh, let's talk about Iona. I mean, it's one of those cards that you don't see too often, but it's definitely a huge pain in the ass when you're playing a monocolor <laughs> yeah, I mean, deck. Even a two-color deck. I mean, if you're playing Golgari and somebody smacks you for one of those colors, I mean, you're basically, like, dead in the water. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it, it's a problem. Yeah, I, I mean, I haven't seen it too often, but when I have, like, it does, it does hurt pretty bad. Um, to... To say, like, Iona is just a one card that hurts, that makes other players not play Magic, while Paradox Engine is very combo-heavy to why they got banned. It costs nine mana. Yeah, that's costs true. It is very intense. I get it, she costs nine mana, but, like, there are... As we are all seasoned players... Well, yeah, I'm not saying, the, I'm not saying that the, the, the bold strat of Entomb Reanimate on turn <laughs> one or two is... Oh yeah, you know, but Jesus, I didn't even think having about done that. that, I have done the Entomb Reanimate Iona against a monocolor deck. Yeah, I mean, oh, it, that's God. just it's an insta scoop. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Like, there's but nothing you can do. That's with just that a point. rain of salt. But, like, but still, just I think casual players are hurt the most by it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like, but see, that's the thing we have to remember: the rules committee uh, and Sheldon Menery and those guys. I mean. They make their decisions based off of plays at casual table. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing is made. <clears throat> no decisions as far as the bannings are made based off of competitive play. Because in quote-unquote reality, there is no actual competitive EDH. It's yeah. just what we as players choose yes. to call competitive EDH. So um, Commander is still definitely one of those formats that people look at as a fun kitchen table format. And when cards are unfun, I mean, they get banned. I will say this real quick about Paradox Engine, though. I'm incredibly frustrated because it, it, it's an artifact. I mean, remove the damn thing. Counter it. You know what I mean? I, mean, I know Dale agrees with me here. Like, it's just... Do. I agree with you're that, just, You just agree, Dale, because you right. just bought one. <laughs> you <laughs> traded for one. All right, that's true. I just traded for one, so I get hit hard on this. But it's an artifact. It's super easy to get rid of. 
and it doesn't make people not be able to play Magic. Iona, trash card. I hate it. I'm so glad <laughs> yeah. The monocolor yeah. player, like, I'm on my soapbox. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Screw Iona. Most of my yeah. decks are monocolored. I got a few, like, dual-colored or whatnot, but yeah, most of the decks I play are monocolored, so I just hate sitting down to go play Magic and then go, okay, well, I guess I'm not going to play Magic and I'm just going to leave. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's no fun for anybody. Uh, it just, it's one of those cards that, Again, it's just a bane of casual tables. It really is. I mean, it's it's one of those things that, like you said, nobody's playing Magic. If you're playing a one- or a two-color deck, even even some three-color decks where they're super heavy in one color or, yeah. like, that the one color is, like, really what makes the, the deck go. Like, for example, let's talk about Naya for a second. If I drop Iona against a Naya deck and I name green... You, you're shit out of luck, dude. Like, that's pretty much your, but like... it leaves the white open for the removal. Yeah, you that's know, true. That's that's true. Like, the white gives you the. That's removal. true. That's, that's right. very true. That is very true. I, I I just think I don't know. Maybe maybe just the fact that it has printed on the card they can't cast spells of that color that just like everybody's just like well I guess I'll yeah. just anything that says you can't play magic is just like boom instant ban. Well, you the know? reason why Painter Servant got banned was because of Iona. Exactly yeah, in the yeah. first place, which yep. I find it funny. And they just I know right they, they flip flopped them. them. Yeah. Like, yeah, I guess Iona was the greater of two evils all along. Yeah, but okay, so now the Painter Servant opens up the turn, uh, possibly turn to Grindstone combo. Yes. Yeah. And Grindstones are seeing an increase too because I was looking at some cards to replace the Paradox Engine in my Urza, and I saw somebody say, oh, well, Painter Servant's unbanned now. Now you can do Painter Servant Grindstone, and that still gets you like a pretty decent win con. And I looked, and Grindstones are like 50 bucks. I'm like, what the hell is going well, on? Well, grind, like, Painterstone is a legacy deck. Oh, yeah? So, like, uh, Painterstone has been a thing in other formats oh, no forever. Again, Since, if you remember from the first episode, yeah. it shows how much I play other formats. Right no, now. yeah, <laughs> it, but it's, it's just, like, one of those things that, like, once Painter Servant was printed, like, the, the Painterstone decks were just, like... You know, oh, I'm going to just crack this fast man off and uh, you mill your whole deck. And that's yeah. the game. And, you know. GG. And <laughs> so I, th I I like that they tried to, you know, stop that. And they, they stopped the enabler, which is the painter servant being able to make all cards one color. Um, which does the combo with Grindstone and the, the synergy with Iona. Um, but the fact that. Iona is, I don't know. I, I don't know if I agree with the banning. Yeah? I feel like Painter Servant could have just stayed banned. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, like, probably. I, feel I, like I do think that there's a degree of bias to the four of us, though. I mean, minus Dale. I mean, he's obviously expressed some serious hate against this card. He's clearly <laughs> had to deal with it. I'll be honest with you. I, it's been at least two years since I've seen somebody drop an Iona in one of my games. I, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's maybe. just not. It's just not a part of my meta. You know what I mean? Like a handful of times at tops. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember one time. Neil Carney, our sponsor here at the Comics Vault. Yeah, he used to have a um, a pretty nasty Avison deck that uh, was famous for dropping Iona on mono color decks and just making people cry. It, yeah. was, it was really ridiculous. It was I pretty a lot much had to buy that deck off of him to stop him from using Iona on me. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I didn't. That's there was awesome. a there was a very That's... beautiful uh, Judge promo Elish Norn in there, if I remember oh, correctly. Yeah. The uh, Phyrexian Judge promo Elish Norn. Still just a, sitting, just an sitting in my uh, Naya deck right now. Rith the Awakener. Yeah, has yeah. That one in there. I haven't seen that. But in a guess while. what? Guess what gets a little boosty now? 
Rith with the painter servant. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, Rith makes uh makes everything one thing. Yeah, so now fair. it's just like you know, I didn't even think about that. I'm yeah. pretty I'm pretty pumped about, about that being unbanned though, the painter servant. And in, in mono green, I'm putting it in mono green with uh, Nature's Wrath from Alliances, which is a six drop enchantment that at your upkeep you pay one green it's not cumulative upkeep but you just pay one green and then you can choose either black or blue and then anytime a player casts a spell or puts a land in of the chosen color they have to sack a permanent of that color so then you just choose blue everything's blue and every time they play a spell they have to sack a permanent it's fun just hate blue decks yeah it's it's honestly funny <laughs> that like there are there are several cards like that like autumn's veil and stuff that's like specifically is like i'm gonna play green you can't do stuff with black i'm gonna play green you can't do stuff with blue but the three of them together are just like the perfect storm mm. like soul tie is just oh <laughs> it's just so good <laughs> it's just so like, good like Tassiger is amongst my wildest dreams. Like I, I love that deck. Like yeah. the three colors that I've chosen for it, and being able to play those three colors cohesively is yeah. awesome. But I mean, like, I would say that your 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 most played commander decks is a mono blue and then a Golgari. So oh, it yeah. was only natural that someday <laughs> yep. you would just smush them yep. together and yep. be like, "This is the best deck." I'll, I'll be honest with you. Adam's been talking about Soltai for quite some time, and and back in from back in Dominaria when Moldrotha came out, I just I absolutely jumped all over it. I was like, "That's my Soltai commander." Like those are my three favorite colors, and I think maybe a little bit inside Adam was like, "Ah, oh, sad. I wanted to do that." <laughs> but now, now we finally realize the potential of Tassiger. I mean, I've been playtesting with Adam uh, pretty much every day for the last like week or so, and. Uh, the thing's a bitch to play against one on one, man. I mean, you know, control in general is hard yeah, to play it's, against. Yeah, one -on -one. definitely. I mean, when you're staring down all the hate of a hard control deck, I mean, it's just tough to do anything. Even even if I'm playing blue, it's tough to do anything. You know what I mean? And then, you know, with Tassiger's ability to delve away the junk out of your graveyard, so that way you're only left with stuff that's just pure value. It's it's ridiculous. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you almost need the two other players at the table to help you out. It becomes an arch enemy game in a way at that point. It really does. I'm really curious to sit down and sit at a pod because I haven't, I have yet to do that, but have you played a three player game? Huh? I didn't think so. It's pretty much just well, me, been me just yeah. bearing down all that hate. Have you played it yet? What? His, his, no. his, uh, Tassier. It's not fun. Mm. <laughs> I'm sure it's fun for him, but I uh, mean, like back in my day, we called it bug. But I, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that's actually what I call it. The, I call the, it bug because yeah, I the enjoy bug, that more. The bug deck. Yeah, uh, no, sure. but like before they got the the, the names of the clans, um, there was only what I'm trying to remember the their first the first bug general. Oh, was, um, oh, from, from legends or whatever. Oh, oh, okay, so okay, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, oh, I. Damia, Damia, yeah, Damia of Sage. Damia, the Mimeplasm, and there was yeah. there was one more, but I it was I'm, the dragon uh, cycle that they ended. Oh up yeah, yeah. Teneb uh, the Harvester or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep, and it was yeah. just like you know, Bug has always been pretty powerful. Yeah, just yeah. a complete. I mean, my Muldrith deck, I love it. It's 
Got, yeah. a little, got a little Flash Hulk package in there nowadays. It's it's uh, pretty decent. It's hashtag a lot of fun. Hashtag ban protein Hulk. <laughs> hashtag no effing way. <laughs> I, I run the protein Hulk. They made Golgari a mistake unbanning it. Yeah. I yeah, could definitely see I can definitely see Hulk decks running rampant now that Paradox Engine has crippled a few of the more high-powered decks out there. And uh, yeah, I mean, who knows? And the, the problem is, is when new sets come out, if they don't pay attention to all the formats, you can potentially have this like flip-flopping of the mm -hmm. band list, you know what I mean? Like they may accidentally in the next year print something that just makes um, Protean Hulk just bonkers again. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, Flash, Flash and Hulk in the same format is already bonkers. You know what I mean? But um, again, it's not it's not unstoppable. You just got to no, run some no. interaction. You yeah, know what I mean? Uh, one gotta... of the key parts of EDH is having that interaction and being able to you know keep other people from doing stuff at the board or at the game to uh, further your own board state. Yeah. But um, enough of that. Let's uh, let's continue on. We want to bring you guys some information about M20. Uh, we want to talk about some of the uh, cards in the set. Uh, we're going to kick it off with the new legendary creatures, as they're arguably the most part of every set for the format that we love, EDH. Uh, JB, why don't you start us off? Um, yeah, one of the uh, legendaries that really caught my eye was uh, Golos, the, the pilgrim, the robot. Yeah, the, the artifact guy. The super yeah. sad boy. Uh, <laughs> for five mana... Uh, Golos gets you any land in your deck intact. Um, you know, Solemn Simulacrum only gets you a basic. And when Solemn Simulacrum dies, you draw a card. But instead of that draw a card tagline, for, for one more mana, for five, Golos gives you the Narset ability attached to a Wooberg and two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, he's a legendary creature. He's five colors. He gets you any land. I was like, there's got to be some broken stuff you can do. There has to be. Absolutely. Like, what, 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 kind of, uh, what kind of stuff have you found? So getting the most value out of the triggers um, would be like an Amulet of Vigor package. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. And Myth Realized. What does that card do? I don't think I'm uh, Myth Realized that. was printed in the Estrid Commander deck oh, that okay. says, it's an enchantment that says, uh, your commander costs one less for each time it has been cast. So oh, basically, yep. I reduces that one. the yep. commander co uh, commander tax to one, and then you can food chain Golos and get some lands like two at a time. You Everybody know? loves a new food chain build. We've had what? Five food chain builds. Yeah, like I mean what sliver? Yeah, sets. the cascade sliver has got a food chain like food chain combo that can be done with it. Uh, what was the other five color Niv one that we got? Yeah, Niv Mizza yeah. Reborn has seen some new food chain builds. I'm telling you, Pro Protein Hulk is going to run rampant. They're going to ban the Hulk. People are going to turn to uh, food chain, and then food chain's going to get banned. And I'll tell you, I don't know what I'm going to do. Because <laughs> like, at gonna, that point, I'm just. You're going to have to go back to Psy out of the Ur Dragon yeah. Hunter Druid yeah, like we did so, in the yeah. old days. Do some. Uh, <laughs> do some. Uh, what, what, what is it? Uh, the loops with. Um, Karmic Guide and stuff like that. Some old Boon Weaver Carador yeah. or something like that. Just something really Man, janky. That was the, yeah. Dude, when that stuff come out, that was like, this is insane. Scion of the Ur-Dragon? You can mill your whole deck with Hermit Druid and then cast Dread Return from the graveyard with these creatures that unearth and blah, 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 and then you tap your Lab Maniac to win? And like, yeah. that, that yep. at the time, like, 
before Innistrad and Avacyn Restored. Like, that kind of combo-y. That, like, I win the game in this turn from nothing. Like, I have my deck, like, possibly three lands and a Hermit Druid, and I'm going to win the game. Yeah. That stuff was, like, unheard of as far as I know. And, like, I was playing Commander pretty regularly. Yeah, pretty much since its infancy, right? Yeah, and it was yeah. just, like... You know, people were talking about, like, you know, like I said, there was just vanilla creatures in people's decks because that was just what they had, and, you know, nobody was trying to win more, you know. No one was in that attitude of, like, there were spikes, obviously, you know. You had the... Oh, for sure. You had the, the people who were, you know, who had the, the money and the means to get the demonic tutors and stuff like that, you know, and it was just like, wow... Why are you trying to ruin this really cool casual format? And here I am, ten years later, like, oh, I found this really great food chain build for this guy that just come out. Yep, it's one of those things, man. It's yeah. just it's super fun to play that way. But yeah, as far as the Golos goes, though, I I feel like there could be some really cool tech with him. Um, Kethis, the Hidden Hand, the the new Abzan mm, yep, uh, general. Yep. Uh, legendary spells cost one less to cast, and then exile two legendary cards from your graveyard, and each legendary card in your graveyard gains. You may play this card from the graveyard. So I, I feel like there's a really cool possible hermit druid build that just puts your whole deck in your graveyard and then allows you to just cast a whole bunch of crap. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't think about that yeah. one. That's cool. That's a cool one. Yeah, I'll be honest. When this card, when uh, Kethis was first spoiled, I just I didn't see the. The potential, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. I thought the the whole only legendary thing was a little restrictive, but um, I mean, people have definitely come up with some cool stuff for it. That's for that's for sure. Yeah, Adam, tell us about one of your favorite new legendary creatures from the set. I like your rock. Yeah, um, Soul Tie. Here we go again. With command the Harmonicon. Yep, always. Um, <laughs> Death Harmonicon. Well, it, the re even if it wasn't the Soul Tie colors, like it's the Panharmonicon ability. Oh, yeah. Being even more expanded with yeah. the fact isn't that it's Pan any trigger. Exactly, yeah. Any permanent two yep. trigger. Not just artifacts and creatures. Um, yeah, that's just, it's broken. It's broken. Yeah, super like, broken. <laughs> I, uh, I, I haven't seen ETBs. any super good deck lists for him yet. I mean, I watched Jumbo Commander's video yeah. on it, and uh, there were definitely some solid ideas in there. I mean, DJ's always got some pretty good yeah. jumping off points for that kind of stuff, so. Uh, yeah, there was that one. I've seen some stuff talked about here and there. Um, yeah, I liked what uh, DJ had to throw together um, for his Yurok deck. I personally like in the set, um, for instance, uh, where are we at? The uh, Agent of Treachery. I mean, it's seven mana, a little, little janky, but at the same time, like you get two permanents off of, off of people. Gaining or gain control, and then if you have Panharmonicon too, that's three. Those trigger. That's again. true. That's so, gonna trigger again. Yeah. And definitely. then you get to draw three cards at the beginning of each. Yeah. There are all kinds of. There are all kinds of ETB and death trigger shenanigans yeah. that nowadays, like yeah, Yarok is certainly a good addition to I mean, the uh, commander pool. That's for sure. If you really want to get out of hand, you can do flashback marauders, stack a bunch oh, of those yeah, trigger yep. out of Keep hand. that I mean, board you'll, clear. You'll clear your board at the same time, but like, if nobody has a board state, and you can kind of sit back and chop for yeah. stuff and whatnot. Or maybe maybe somebody just gets a little bit ahead of everybody else at the table, and like 
okay, well, the only creature I have is the flesh bag. Cool. Mm -hmm. Well, it's still going to double trigger, but you don't have anything else to sack. But maybe exactly. the guy sitting across from you has just got a ridiculous board state, and you can just cripple somebody yeah. that way. It's, it's awesome. And then to go into, like, even the uh, um, land triggers with landfall and stuff like that, like Lotus Cobra, you're going to get another additional... Uh, mana floating to your pool that gives you more yeah. stuff to be able to cast and an EDH that's that's a mainstay you got to be able to cast multiple things during a turn to be yeah. a threat at the table absolutely I mean the, I mean unless you're playing blue and then the, you, just, you <laughs> just do nothing and pass turns you do yeah. nothing and win the game <laughs> yep the, the, the possibilities are definitely endless uh yeah so my uh legendary creature I picked for the set is Gargos Vicious Watcher uh, six drop mono green eight seven hydra with vigilance that makes your other hydras cost four less four colorless less and uh, whenever a creature you control becomes a target of a spell you may have gargos vicious watcher fight another target creature you don't control He's so eight, seven i did this not thing's know that. pretty pretty fun i already got a deck built for it needs a little Five bit of tuning but yeah. It's real fun. It's it's changed up my regular mono green plays, playing a lot more instant spells and holding back mana, you know, just so I can see what comes out on the board and then, you know, You're on destroy your it with, blue <laughs> I think, with my big Hydra. Yeah. I think the yeah, I think the fight mechanic really takes it up. Mm -hmm. I mean the having the, you know, Hydra spells cost four X or four less is really kind of like a I mean, Roshin Meander and stuff like that was like, oh, well, it just gives you mana or lets you have mana to play with or whatever. You know, it's just like, eh. But then, like, the ability to instant speed be able to, like, I can fight everything on the board. Or I yeah. can, you know, Gargos can just wipe somebody. And he's an, just for the fact that he's an 8 7 for five, or 6. Yeah. With yeah. Vidge. The other night I was playing with him, I had him out on turn 3. Turn one, really? soul ring, emerald, uh, medallion, and then turn three Just had six mana, casted them. Yep, yeah, that'll it do was it. a pretty pretty fun game. Yeah, there. that'll do it. Yeah, I, agree I think with it's you. interesting too because it makes it makes your hydras that like let's say you've got a two green and X hydra. I mean that's automatically without paying more than two green a four a four hydra. That's a yep. four into X automatically. Like that's just super good. Oh yeah, like a four four. Like a couple four fours, nice and early. Like that's that's a game changer. You know what I mean? That could get you a nice good start. Uh, definitely a great addition to Mono Green for sure. I'm excited to see it. I haven't seen your your uh, Hydra deck yet, so I'm I'm pretty pumped. Yeah, neither have I. I uh, I like the fact that like what JB said is the fighting mechanics, and even in Green now, there's like now there's uh, there's bears and they fight on yeah on yep, deck and yep. stuff like that. Something something that I'm currently putting together and whatnot. And then, like, with this guy, like you said, the instant speed fighting, which I'm sure, uh, without playing the deck and knowing how it goes off, it comes in handy, especially, like, when somebody plays something like uh, Consecrate Sphinx and you go to instantly remove it from yeah. play without getting any, yeah. uh, without them letting have any draw to it. It's pretty good. I mean, it's it also just gives them a little protection, too, because it's like, sure, you want to get rid of them, you can go ahead, but I'm also going to get rid of something of yours. So if you have a piece out there that you don't want to get you know, killed, then you're not going to target him. And then that just opens the door for me to come at you with an 8-7 Vigilance. This is yeah. why I just destroy all creatures at all times. Yeah, how about <laughs> like, it, seriously? Like, Let's just keep that board nice creatures. and clear. What is this rubbish? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm wondering, uh, would 
I don't know if you run it in your list. Um, I feel like Omnath Locus of Mana is just an all-star. In this, oh yeah, you know what I mean. Because you can you can float your mana, and like you said, you like to hold up mana. It's changed your play a little bit. I mean, what better to hold mana in green than on Omnath Locus oh, of yeah. Mana, right? I mean, seriously, like dump all that into your X. You know what I mean? Save some for later. <laughs> like he's just he's super good. I feel like he's got to be an all-star in that deck. Yeah, with uh, the Unbound Flourishing from Modern Horizons, oh, yeah. <laughs> I had that go off with a Hydra Broadmother the other night. Got a 20, got 20, 20, 20 Hydras from the Monstrosity, and I think I paid uh, 10 mana? No, yeah. 5 mana, because I had Doubling Season on board oh, as well. Oh, my God. So I paid yep. 5 <laughs> there it goes. There it goes. into the Monstrosity and get 20, 20, 20s. Yeah, there it goes. So 2020, 20, 20. Say that. Yeah, perfect. I know, right there. 2020, 2020, 2020. 2020. <laughs> yeah, absolutely ridiculous. What about you, man? What kind of. So there was really only one legendary creature that kind of wowed me. I'll be honest with you. This set didn't do a whole lot for me. Um, yeah. I was, I'm kind of riding the hype off of Urza and stuff like that from the from the Modern Horizons. I just, you know, but there was one that stood out. It's the Jeskai Commander, Kaikar Winds Fury. For one in Jeskai, it's a legendary creature, Bird Wizard, 3-3 three, three Flyer. Uh, whenever you cast a non-creature spell, you're going to create a 1-1 one, one white spirit token with flying. And you're going to sacrifice a spirit and add a red to your mana pool. Now, my immediate thought process, and I know some of you will groan, Dale, that uh, is just, um, I mean, this guy begs for like a storm spell slinger or competitive build. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, know I'm, I know I'm that player, yeah, like, but no, it you're just, right. it, he, he begs for a spell slinger storm. Not even necessarily fully, fully CDH. You can still get a ton of value out of him by just playing a spell slinger deck. He's one of those cards that, um, I'll tell you, I hate white and red. I do. Like, they're just, it's just, white and red are just, bleh. like, I just don't want them. But this looks like a deck that I feel like I would have fun building outside of my comfort zone. You know what I mean? Like, because I am familiar with some storm builds and some spell slinger builds. I've built several iterations of Kess in the past. Um, Adam has a Mizzix deck that I play against all the time that is probably one of the best spell slinger decks that I've played against. So I've definitely, I've definitely got some ideas. I mean, uh, being able to, you know, do the normal stormy stuff and get essentially mana out of it through the spirits at the same time. I mean, that that's just, that's excellent. You know what I mean? That's perfect value. So, you know, you're going to storm off and you're going to do all the things that a normal stack, storm deck wants to do, but you're also potentially going to be producing an absolute exorbitant amount of mana in the process. Oh, yeah. And I think it goes to show, I mean, even just... Any card that says whenever you cast a non-creature spell, you get something for it is usually just pretty good. Yeah, yeah honestly. Like, if you look at any other format, you know, Young Pyromancer. Mm -hmm. Young Pyromancer is, is, is a deck all in of itself, you know, yep. in Modern. and In Legacy, Just you have, like, Grixis and stuff that runs Young Peasy. <laughs> but, you know, just the fact that for four mana, you get an engine, yep. essentially, to yep. just make make mana yeah effectively you know it, it's interesting too because it's one of those things where i mean i know this is very obvious but i'll, I'll say it anyway let's talk about the term non-creature i mean how many other card types are there that's like literally like 
80% of the shit that you're going to be playing yeah. in your deck. You know That's what I mean? Most of the deck like, that you're going to be playing. Exactly. So, like, you are like you play an artifact. Cool. Here's, you're a, here's a dude. And you're <laughs> you going to play, play all creatures. Yeah. Yeah. So you play an artifact. Here's a dude. You play an enchantment. Here's a dude. I mean, if you play anything but a creature or a land, you're going to get value out of it. I mean, it's just it's screaming. It oh, is yeah. screaming to have, like, some sort of a storm build built yeah. around it. I, I think I'll, I haven't brewed a list yet, um, but you guys can... Keep a lookout for it on the Facebook page. Again, that's uh, the Commander's Vault on Facebook. Um, but uh, I don't know. That's that's really the only one that I'm looking forward to. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think he's definitely the best. Like out of Tall Rand, uh, Young Pyromancer obviously is a class of his own because he's a two drop. But like out of yeah. Tall Rand, not a commander um, though. Um, Murmuring Mystic, kind mm -hmm. of stuff like yep. that. Yep. Like he's the best creating uh, tokens and getting value off his head tokens. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm curious to see a build whenever you get around. Yeah, to it. for sure. And I mean, there's there's easy ways to filter all that red mana too. Like I've definitely seen some people who are like, well, it only gets you red. Well, okay, well, there's totally ways okay. to filter oh, yeah. mana. You Roll know what I mean? Thunder, so yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you have sink it into a burn, burn spell. Spells. You know yeah. exactly, yep. sink it into a burn spell. Sink it, in, sink it into a burn spell and then copy it and kill everybody else at the yeah. table and get some more mana while you're at it. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, you can also assemble the Dramatic Scepter combo and, you know, get infinite spirits. And if you've got something like Phyrexian Altar on board, then now you can... You don't need Phyrexian Altar. You can sacrifice... I mean, I, unless you're going with... To get the colored colors, mana is what I'm saying. Yeah, like you. if, you, if you're like, well, I'm, I'm a little bit worried about only getting red for these guys. We'll run Phyrexian Altar. There you go. Now mm -hmm. you've got your colored mana. You can sink it into Blue Sun Zenith. Make your opponent draw out or something like that. And you, you get know a what dude. I mean? Yep. And, and you get, get a dude. dude. <laughs> yeah. just casting exactly. Yeah. Like, it's um, just... There's there's definite value there to be had. I think it's a cool commander. I had Honestly. no idea that Deadeye Navigator was a spirit. I did really? not. Really? Yeah. I did yeah. not either. That's another thing, too. There are tons of value spirits out there. I mean, Brago, there's Deadeye Navigator. There's stuff like Selfless Spirit. Uh, there's some of those more unfun cards like Hikori Dust Drinker and stuff uh -huh. like that. A little bit of Staxy pieces. There's certainly some hate bears out there that are spirits that yeah. you can get some value off of. Another common card... You know, played in um, EDH is, uh, what is it, Forbidden Orchard, the one that gives people spirits and stuff like that? Somebody's mm. playing Forbidden Orchard against you. Oh, yes, please give me that spirit. I'll get some mana for that. <laughs> you would hope that they wouldn't <laughs> give it to you, but, you know, you never know. People might make the mistake. That would be the last time they make that mistake, that's for sure. <laughs> Any other legendaries you guys want to talk about? Um, well, since we brought him up, we might as well bring up Omnath getting his third card. <laughs> yeah, every time mana. every time we see Omnath, he uh, he seems to be uh, he seems to grab himself a new color. I think I saw a meme recently that like <laughs> I think was, was something about like cheat <laughs> like he had Cheetos <laughs> on his hands or something how like that. How to turn red is just eat Cheetos, and then how to turn blue is stand in a river with your <laughs> Cheeto hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty funny. I mean, it's it's cool though. I mean, yeah. it's got some yeah. cool stuff. Elementals <laughs> haven't gotten a lot of uh, like uh, power added to them in a while, so it's like cool that they got a little uh, more with them. And there whatnot. hasn't like, been a big rug like elemental since Animar. Yeah, yeah. Like Animar run, itself can run Animar. Well, into the deck. yeah, yeah. Um, Teamer is a color that I've like. Or a color combination, rather, that I've always wanted to build. Like, I toyed with a Riku of Two Reflections deck yeah. at one point. 
Uh, I, I love the thought of Teamer. It's just I can't sleep. I sleep on, on it, dude. Like I'm just yeah, like I sleep man, on Teamer for sure. I think it's just like I hate red. Uh, so yeah, I'm just like, same. Honestly, like it, I, I'm like, oh man, this Teamer commander is really cool. Or I'm like, or I could just build blue green because that's what eighty <laughs> percent of the deck. Exactly. I'll have like one exactly. red card in it. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's how I feel about Kai Car too. It's like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna run. Probably mostly white blue stuff, and we'll splash the red in there. You know what I mean? I mean, red is my absolute least favorite color. It's like, I'm gonna run faithless looting. Yeah, <laughs> yep. there we go. And maybe gamble. Maybe. Well, <laughs> well, even in my Mizzix deck, like I run a very small sliver of red cards. Yeah. It is predominantly blue. Yep. Like it's a good support color, but white's better. I feel like unless yeah, white is a hundred percent better. I feel like unless you're running Krenko, red's just pretty much. No good. Cranko is a class of his own. Yeah, Cranko, Cranko, Cranko's a class. I've seen some splashy red stuff, like the Heartless Hit Sugu. That's true. Yeah, like yeah. the Atali, you know, like Ooh, I do. Okay, like yeah. the Atali. Itali, I've seen good. some really spicy Atali decks. Yeah, being able to cast Atali super early and then just get so much value out of multiplayer pods. Yeah, yeah. So, absolutely. So I mean, absolutely. like I will say that red is one of the most situational colors like you know sometimes when i'm in you know when i'm not in red and i'm just like man i wish i had like a vandal blast yeah <laughs> like yeah. you know i'm just like eh. it's hilarious like, too because red's an all-star in other formats red deck wins that's yeah. a thing that's a thing it's in just always about been a thing yeah, that is a thing and i mean lightning bolts they're one of the original boon cards they've been around since forever oh, yeah literally like forever. literally one of the best like removal slash burn spells in the game for like mm -hmm. most formats i mean red deck wins is literally always a thing like standard modern legacy it's always a thing i mean I but in commander eh. yeah <laughs> i wouldn't give out a totally on red there are a couple all-stars out there like naheb like the new the new uh, head dread, new yeah, head yeah and stuff like that i really yeah, he like was that. pretty good yeah neheb um, wheel would be pretty fun yeah, for him it would be sure. really fun like a uh, little chaos deck or something like uh, that some i mean you can storm. go you can go <laughs> you can essentially go infinite i mean depending on how many cards you have left in your deck with aggravated assault and just yeah that's true in, that's discard true a bunch of cards gain enough mana yeah. in order to swing again yeah there's definitely yeah. some diamonds in the rough but um overall the card's pretty agreed pretty hot garbage yeah so. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Red's, red has been getting a little love the last like four you sets. Right. They've been getting a lot of stuff that lets you play off your opponent's decks off the top of theirs, exile their cards, and then be able to cast them. Use mana as though it's any color. So I mean, it's they're they're getting there, giving it a little bit of for sure, for sure. Know, um, which I think that could actually be good in Kai Car, you know, being able to yeah. cast your opponent's spells off the top of there. That's deck. very true. Yeah, that's very true. Get a new card, Shenanigans, one of my favorite That's names. right, Dredge One. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, one of my favorite names yeah. in a yeah. long time. Um, so we're going to transition here from the commanders into some of the uh, cycles that they did for the set. Um, let's talk about the ley lines. Those yeah. are that's those are some pretty good and needed reprints for a lot of formats. Oh, like ley line of the voids were what fifty bucks. Yep. Before yeah. the reprint, I'm not a hundred percent sure what they're sitting at right now at the time of this recording. Um, but I'll tell you, there's a lot of graveyard decks in our meta. There's a lot of graveyard decks in our meta, and that ley line could definitely find a slot into more than a couple of my decks for sure. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Like, it shuts mine. Yeah, shuts it shuts down, down, down that new Tassiger deck I've been talking about. Yeah, shuts down Tassiger. Like, shuts down my Muldrotha deck, your I, Golgari deck, his like, mono black deck, his yeah. mono black deck. Yeah, I mean, it's just 
it, it was a needed reprint. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and they're all pretty decent in their own right. I mean, the blue one, Leyline of Anticipation, the red. great card. Yeah. The new red Leyline, I, I will say, is good. one of the cooler Leylines. Yeah. So it's whenever something you own is targeted by something in, like an opponent controls, like a spell opponent controls, sure. uh, they take two damage. Mm. So we were talking the day that we did our pre-release. Uh, I was talking with a friend of mine. And he was talking to me about how he wanted to do, like, a Spellskite modern deck and run the red light, like, four of the red ley line. That's interesting. So, you know, you you slam down a ley line, and then you just have two Spellskites. And they target one of the Spellskites, and then you flip the targets back and forth until they die by paying your life. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think that's about that. That's super dope. Yeah. I didn't think about that. So if they can if, you kill them before yourself? Because I mean, it's if they they have to originally target it. Like if okay. they target it to remove it mm-hmm. or whatever, then you flip the targets back and forth until they die. So obviously, no one's going to be like trying to do that. Certainly, yeah. but it, it's more like a it's more of a classic like a vile strategy, like aether vile, where you're going to be like you have a spell skite or whatever, and they're going to be like, okay, I'm just going to you know uh, ancient grudge that. You know, okay, yeah, or yeah. nature's claim. Yeah, you know, certainly. If they go to nature's claim and then you vial in the second spell skite, they're just dead. Because yeah, that's yeah. gross. I didn't really think about that. I didn't either. Because they're like, okay, they take two damage because of the nature's claim, and if you have a higher life total, you're just like, I'm gonna pay mana between the two of these until you're dead. Yeah, that's, I, yeah, that's, it's that's just sweet. Like, I, didn't, like, I didn't think about that. The spiciness yeah. of the you know the the red ley line, I really think was was pretty cool. I like it. I'm gonna throw it in Heartless Side Sugo for sure. Definitely, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, a nice little pinger for two over and over again. Anytime you try to get rid of stuff. Uh huh. I saw you uh, recently acquired a foil green ley line. What are you thinking about throwing that in? Uh, I'm not sure right now. I might toy around with it in elves. I don't know. Not really sure too much. Yeah. Just want to give it a try. I mean, it's got a decent mana sink, and at the eight mana sink, so you know if you yeah. just have a ton of mana, you need to use on something. It's good to throw it in there. Uh, it's good neat. for the mana yeah. dorks. It's good, but in other green decks I run, I don't have too many mana dorks. So yeah, but yeah, I think I think something ball. yeah I think something like that makes a card like you know Cryptolith right. Yep. Just like, oh yeah, just oh, that much yeah. better. Pretty good. Yeah. Already you know? a good card, and it just makes it that much better. Just that mm-hmm. extra oomph. Yeah, all them squirrel tokens tapping for mana now. Yep. <laughs> Dale loves his squirrels, hey, everybody. Let's just, let's... we're going to remind you now. 15 flying squirrels can defeat Emrakul, all right? So, <laughs> yeah. uh, That's just true. a shout out to Wizards of the Coast. If you want to print a squirrel commander for my boy here, anytime. Yeah, like, yeah that'd be please. great. <laughs> yeah. Earl of Squirrel was cool and all, guys, but no silver border cards for us, you know what I mean? We, we, let, let's give us something real here. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Um, we also got Leyline of Sanctity, which I don't know That's how. That's the white one, right? Yes, yeah. yeah. So you gain hexproof. Yeah, and whatnot. Like, I mean, I don't play a lot of standard. You got you, Dale and JB are more standard. They go to the pre-release and stuff like that. Like, did it come? You especially? I, I literally only go to the pre-release to get commander oh, cards. It. Yeah, okay. I pulled the, the Sanctity. Um, not super great in limited or anything like that. Like, I wouldn't. I didn't figure. even put it in the deck. I was running. Uh, I think it was Just Guy Flyers. Nice. Uh, yeah. But everyone. Pretty much a pre-release was running a version of a Flyers deck, whether it was uh, Azorius Flyers or Boras Flyers. Um, 
uh, you know, PSA, uh, Flyers are really good and limited. Uh, oh, yeah. Evasion, <laughs> evasion is amazing. Yeah. Um, but, like, even the – that – like, the, the strength of cards in other formats, uh, Leyline of Sanctity being a powerhouse in modern, um, yeah. I really think – the white ley line in Commander so much doesn't really have that big of a spot. Uh, I believe it's a good... If you're low on colors, like if you're running mm -hmm. a Boros or you're running an Azorius, I think running it is worth it. You know, but if I'm running three colors or I'm running, you know, a colors where removal or something, I don't have to worry so much about losing to something that targets me. Yeah, yeah, you definitely. Know. Let's talk about the um, the temples. We got our Scryland reprints. Yeah, those are pretty sweet. I mean, I used to run them. I don't yeah. really so much anymore. But I hey, I mean, they're they're too. gonna be good and standard. You know what I mean? I'm, I'll take a Scry. They look like, cool. Yeah, new the artwork. artwork yeah, new really artwork cool. for sure. For sure. Um, I know. I mean, a card that I find funny for this sec it. Uh, Simply because we play a lot of D and D too is a bag of holding. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I was waiting was for really somebody clever. to talk about cool. that one. Yeah. Like, definitely a direct shout out to D and D players with nationwide for sure. It literally is a bag of holding. Like yeah. it does the same exact yep. thing. Like yep. Cool. I'm gonna tuck these cards off to the side and uh, just keep them in my bag here. <laughs> yeah. Really tell what kind of artwork that has, but but um. The hammer, yeah, Colossus hammer. Colossus hammer. Oh, yeah, I heard that's getting waves. a new Sigarda's aid. Yeah, just yeah. like like. Yep. I saw a deck list today on Modern about it with Sigarda's aid, and then the uh, one drop equip uh, target equipment. I forget the name. Sigarda's aid. No, it's a it's a red. What do you mean? It's like uh, sorcery speed. Oh. Uh... I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I yeah. honestly don't. If you guys rep. know what card we're talking about, leave it in the comments below. We'll uh, we'll get caught up on that later. Yeah, <laughs> magnetic thief. That's one be. red. Magnetic might theft. Might yeah, be. that sounds yeah. right. Yeah, that yeah, sounds about right. Red, take an artifact, put it on, dude. We got a Graft Digger's Cage reprint. Yeah, oh, that yeah. was pretty Sad, sweet. because I just That's bought good. mine. Again, we need, the <laughs> we need the graveyard hate in this meta, so I, I welcome the Graft Digger's Especially reprint. Especially standard. A lot of, there yeah. are a lot of Grave Hate stuff in standard going yeah. around right now. Like, uh, Arc Lake Phoenix is still a thing, isn't it, in standard? Yeah. But yeah. even though, like, I, I just, I, I, before we get off the hammer, I just have to talk about the possibility of an Isamaru that's an 11-11. <laughs> on turn two. Yeah. yeah, that's gross. Yeah. <laughs> that's no yeah. fun for anybody. I'm throwing the hammer and shoot young. Swing. Yeah. That'd be cool, yeah. For sure. You know, it's just like like I think Voltron Commander's got a Oh my yeah. god. Oh yeah. man. Oh yeah. They got a really big uh jump with that card. It's just like, you know, I play a planes tomorrow, I play Sigarda's aid for one, hammer for one, strap swing. Yeah. That's half your commander damage on turn two. It's yeah. hilarious. There's quite a few creatures too that just say tap this creature attached equipment to Brass creature. Squire. There's a lot of yeah. uh, core oh, yeah. core armor masters, mm. two white attached target equipment to target creature you control. There's a lot of Yeah. You know, there's a there's a really fun standard. Oh, there. there's um for Commander, too, uh, what's the one cat? Balan, the Wandering Knight? I think you yeah. pay, pay some yeah. mana, attach Two all mana. your equipment to him. Like, mm -hmm. that's just gross. You know yeah. what I mean? 
All kinds of shenanigans there. Stone. And, he, and I think he's double strike. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure Balon has double strike. If he has he, three, yes. three, yeah, yeah. Yep. which is incredibly him. easy to do. <laughs> so, um, yeah, totally. Another. I mean, not a reprint, but essentially a reprint. Manifold key, not as good as Voltaic key, but no, but it gives you some additional. Um, an additional advantage there. I think yeah. it's interesting. I yeah. mean, it's the well, it's one drop, right? It's the same mana cost. Yeah, same as mana cost. Key. Same first ability minus the fact that it adds another rather than target artifact, and then it gives you another ability with uh, for a for three colorless target creature tap target creature gains uh, can't be blocked this turn. So yeah, I mean, I, it's a voltaic key I think with a rogue's passage. Yeah, I mean, it I, is definitely better than voltaic key because in what in what situation are you targeting the voltaic key with the voltaic key effect that's thank you that's exactly what i was just gonna say i mean it it, it is functionally well, a better card you could have until um paradox well paradox engine got you're, banned i think you're making up a problem that didn't even exist <laughs> yeah. Yeah, was, he's just like paradox he just loves engine. pouring salt in the wound on the paradox engine <laughs> Man, hashtag sad Man about it key and shu yun for one mana get his prowess trigger pay two more mana and then for the three, make them unblockable, and you just yeah. give them. You're giving them double strike and prowess, and making them unblockable. It's pretty yeah. good. Yep, certainly a good card. That's for sure. Yeah. So next, they uh, hit us with a cycle of some legendary or some regular creatures, the uh, the Cavaliers. Anybody think anything about the Cavaliers? I mean, I don't think they're, they're great. Cool. They're cool. Uh, they're cool. I don't think they're great. Like, honestly, I think the only one I could really even see myself running is the green one, and even he's kind of underwhelming, you know what I mean? It's a green to, one, dude. Um, so he's got reach. He's a 5-6. We got three green and two. Um, uh, when he enters the battlefield, you're going to reveal the top five cards of your library, and you're going to put a land from among them onto the battlefield and the rest in your graveyard. First of all, if they went to the bottom of your library, it would be a lot better. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't really want to put those cards in my graveyard. Um, and only getting one thing out of the fight, I just, I, I'm just not, I'm not sold. You know what I mean? But he's decent. And then also, whenever he dies, you may exile him. And if you do, put another target card from your graveyard on top of your library. So he's kind of got a worse Green Warden of Marasa second ability. I don't know. I'm just, I'm not a huge fan of this cycle of cards. Oh, uh, I mean, honestly, the... Getting the grisly salvage style of uh, like filter off the top, yeah, yeah. I think it could work in a Golgari deck. That's true. I think yeah. having it to to throw you know your your shit in the yard, yeah, is pretty decent. And the fact that you can recycle something, because I mean, if you're playing in a deck like that, you're gonna have sack outlets with Viscera Seer and yeah. Ash Nods and Phyrexian Altar and things like that, and then you can immediately just get any card in your graveyard back on top that's so, true i mean i feel like uh i think i like the fact he's an elemental um i didn't hoard, not realize that horde of either. horde of notions the whole cycle is elemental yeah they are aren't um they? Yep. horde of notions is notorious for doing the etb death trigger stuff mm, in five okay. color elementals because gotcha. it's a wooberg put target elemental from the graveyard to then play gotcha yeah so like you can sack and recur and do cool things like that i do think that their power level for their enter the battlefield abilities is a little bit eh yeah on some of them yeah i mean and they're very mana intensive i mean it's three of the mono colors yeah, like that's them yeah i mean that's just 
I don't know. But I will say the more I think about it, like the black one isn't terrible. Again, though, if I could change one line of text on them, that first, the whenever Cavalier enters the battlefield, you may sacrifice another creature. If that was just a straight-up activated ability, like sack another creature when you do destroy target op creature oh, opponent that'd controls, broken. that'd be a lot better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, there are cards that do that. It's just, I don't know. If you just... Change the text just a little on some of these some of these cavaliers. I think they'd be vastly better. Yeah, but I mean, with wizards trying to you know not ban stuff in standard. That's fair. But yeah, I mean, that's they're fair. yeah they've had a lot of problems. It's kind of foolish to print a card, have people pay money for it just to ban it six weeks later. You yeah, know what I, mean? Yep. I mean that's not that's not a good business model. That's going to upset everybody. It's I foolish. honestly think the cavaliers are a bit op in my opinion. I you mean, think? Yeah. For five mana, most of them you're getting a power that's either greater than than its casting cost or equal to it. Plus, it has an ability like reach. That's true. Yeah, yeah vigilance, flying, lifelink. Yeah, they've I all mean, they've all kind of got that that keyword that goes with them. You know, what I mean, reach for green, lifelink for black, the flying. So and the this vig. is it's yeah. This is really a callback to the Titan cycle. Yeah, that's what like I these are oh, like prime time and stuff tiny like that. Titans. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You know that you get uh, for each color. They have a color specific keyword. Um, they have an effect that usually deals with that color. I do think the the Titans are much stronger, but certainly primeval like, Titans yeah. banned. <laughs> well, I played I played in standard when the Titans were legal, and it was a it was Titan City, man. Yeah, I believe that. It's like first <laughs> person to reach six mana. It was uh, like I'm gonna be playing a Titan. Yeah, I yeah. like the Cavalier of Flame. Like, I think I picked, I'd, I'd, that was my pre-release rare. I think it's really? a pretty good yeah. one. For I mean, it, it won me games. Like, yeah, in limited, yeah. it's bonkers, because yeah. it's just like, I can yeah. give stuff haste. I can, haste. See that. I can give stuff give haste. stuff haste with a buff. And buff. Yeah. And you get to cycle through some stuff. Um, yeah. Get to wheel some cards away, and it's got a death trigger. It was never bad. I never, like, hated playing the card in limited. Fair. That definitely um, makes sense. I can see that. I don't know how intensive your Windgrace deck is on red mana, but, I mean, it's also got that number of land cards yeah, in your yeah, graveyard. When he that. dies, you burn him He doesn't it. need that. He has a blue rate. There's been a lot of spells that pitch lands <laughs> to the grave. Why would I want to do that when I just want to destroy all the lands? Yeah, true. Uh, just so everybody knows, JB is a notorious Death Cloud player. Um, it's uh, pretty much the bane of our no, playgroup here. I took more. Death Cloud out of Yawn. Did you? Did I you? did. It was interesting. It was a sad day. Yeah. I'll put it back. I mean, in. I'm happy about it. I'll put it. I'll, <laughs> I'll put it back in someday. Yeah. I just got to figure out the the perfect cut to make. For the record, for everybody out there, Death Cloud is just asinine. <laughs> like, it's just three three so. mana and X. Uh, every player sacks X lands, sacks X creatures, discards X cards, and loses X life. Uh, yeah. I don't just, think it's bad. It's it's symmetrical. It doesn't hurt everybody. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's not like it's a one sided thing. That's Death for sure. Cloud did nothing wrong. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> and it's certainly, it's definitely flavorful with Yawgmoth, too. I do actually want to see you put that back in there for the flavor. I mean, oh, yeah. it's all about the spreading of that plague, you know? Yeah. I mean? yeah. And like, that's that's what uh, Yawgfather's here to do, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, that's yeah, what Black totally. does. Totally. Just deal life and do stuff. Yeah. All over the place. So, there's a couple other, like, just spotty cards that we kind of want to talk about here. Um,. Just some random singles that we think will really impact Commander as a whole. Um, I'll kick it off. I want to talk about the Veil of Summer. Um, Autumn's Veil is a card that 
has become almost an auto-include for me in a lot of my green decks. Um, green doesn't have a lot of protection against uh, blue counterspells. So having a little bit of that Autumn's Veil redundancy is pretty nice. So for those who do not know, Veil of Summer is for one green. It's an instant. You're going to draw a card. If an opponent has cast a blue or black spell this turn, uh, spells you control can't be countered this turn, and you and permanents you control gain hexproof from blue and black until end of turn. So it's essentially Autumn's Veil cantrip. You know yep. what I mean? Like it, It's got all the... Pomp and circumstance of the Autumn's Veil with a draw card stapled on it. I mean, it's just... It's, it's essentially it's, a, a quote-unquote counterspell, and I say that lightly, like, simply because it stops other people's counterspells. Yeah, yeah. For, for all intents and purposes in green, yeah, I, w I would say it's, it's more or less a counterspell. Great card. I'm definitely looking forward to adding that redundancy into a lot of my green decks, yeah. for sure. Dale, what's one you're looking forward to? Uh, I wanted to touch on Veil of Summer real quick, too. Sure, one, yeah, One yeah. thing it's really good for outside of EDH is, uh, even in EDH, but someone goes to Thought Sees You. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Instant for Speed, sure. play that, for sure. Spell Fizzles. So yes. Yeah. It's a pretty good card all around. Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's sweet, definitely. Uh, as the card I was picking, though, is uh, Shared Summons is a five-drop green instant. It's a rare says, search your library for up to two creature cards with different names, reveal them, put them in your hand, then shuffle. Pretty straightforward there. You just get to tutor out two yeah. creatures. Super green, good. Five yeah. mana, Super good. Five mana. Five nothing. So, Definitely going to find its way into my Azusa deck, that's for sure. Definitely isn't a worldly tutor, but at the same time, getting two creatures is pretty big. Yeah, and it's, it's instant powerful. speed, yeah? Yep, instant. Dude, doing it at an end step, man. I mean, you're playing those creatures next turn. Yeah. I like it. So yeah, yeah it's a great card. I, I agree. That's a, it's a really good card. Um, not obviously, like you said, as powerful as Worldly Tutor, but or even like Summoner's that. Pact and stuff. Like Summoner's Pact is pretty good if you're about to win that turn. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, yeah. But um, no, for for green creature tutor redundancy, I mean, it, there's it's a it's a great addition. Yeah. Honestly, tutoring for let's think about other green cards that tutor for two creatures. I mean, Tooth and Nail to tutor for two green creatures, even if you don't entwine, is seven, seven. and it's a sorcery. Mm -hmm. I mean, th this is a five-drop instant that does the same thing. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you can't entwine it and put them on board, but again, if you do it at an end step, those creatures are probably coming out. Or next turn, like, you know what I mean? So. For me personally, like it might find a way into Curfix simply because. I like to. I have uh, ETB counter effects like Mystic Snake. And, oh yeah, uh, yep, for yep. The Mystic and yep. stuff like that. So like, if I have enough mana floating in the pool uh, off of Curfixes, I'm gonna go and get some counter magic and be able to stop whatever's going down. Certainly, yeah. Or even get my Dead Eye Navigator Inventor. I know you all love that one. <laughs> um, uh. <laughs> uh, going off of that, I want to talk about. Uh, Drawn from Dreams. It's a new Dig Through Time, quote-unquote. Yeah, for yeah. Sorcery Speed. Like, Dig Through Time is a really powerful card. It, it go, it's been going into a lot of my decks lately and stuff like that whenever I fine-tune stuff. Whenever I fine-tune stuff and I like it, it goes into most of my other decks. Yeah, I've noticed that. It wasn't, it wasn't a card that peeped its head up a ton in the last year or so, mm -hmm. but in the last month or so, definitely. It's something yeah. that I've seen a lot more out of your decks, that's for sure. It's yeah. a good, great card. Great card. I agree. Like, in Mizzix, I'm casting it 4-2 without even delving most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> and yep. then, uh, Disgusting. With, with this, this is just a God sorcery speed. commanders. <laughs> hey, I love them, and I would love for them to come back. Yep. Um, more on that later, for sure. Yes. Um, 
But for the fact of four mana, being able to cast it for two at sorcery speed and, and loading up your hand with two more cards, like, it's just, it's pretty powerful. Um, Flood of Tears. What are your guys' thoughts on that one? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty decent. Um, it's obviously not as good as Cyclonic Rift or something like that, but just the so ability to knows. put it. It's return all non-land permanents to their owner's hands. If you return four or more non-token permanents you control, you may put a permanent from your hand onto the battlefield uh, for four colorless and two blue. Yeah, at sorcery pretty, speed. Pretty yes. decent. I think that's the important thing. Yeah, yes. honestly. Yeah. yeah, that is the crux of the card. It'd be a little bit better if it was an instant, but... They're never going to reprint Cyclonic... Or oh. not reprint, <laughs> but they're never going to give another no, iteration of no, Cyclonic Rift. No. Nor should they. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I so. love the card. I, oh. It's an auto-include. Cyclonic auto Rift, the best card. Yeah, auto-include in blue decks, but it's certainly one-sided. It's very ridiculous, you know what I mean? So. I mean, yeah. I know you guys weren't playing... You know, most of you weren't playing in Return to Ravnica. That's actually... I actually started at the yeah, end. Yeah, Adam did. Dragon's yeah. Maze. But, yeah. I mean, the the combo, or not the combo, the uh, the control decks uh, that were running around at the I'm time, sure. and, step, sure. and stepping the, the Cyclonic Rift Overload was just so powerful. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Like, And, I mean, it would have been more powerful if the, the meta at the time wasn't, uh, like... Thrag Tusk and or I can have Gristlebrand out on turn yeah. three. It so. was a real powerful meta at that point in time like, for standard and whatnot. Um, just to like put it in perspective, they were like five to seven dollar cards whenever I first started playing. They yeah. are currently up to almost twenty dollars, if not more. Like yeah. that's how powerful they are in yeah. our format. Yeah, like, for sure. I definitely remember getting the first two Cyclonic Rifts I ever owned were for six bucks a piece, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I still have one of them. Uh, no, no, I actually, I still have them both. Yeah, I still have them both. They're in my, uh, they're in my blue decks. I mean, again, it's an auto include. You know what I mean? It's one of those cards that if I can come across grabbing another one, I yeah. might as well. You know what I mean? Because they're gonna hold their value. It's, it's, it's just such a great card. One card I really want to talk about is Elvish Reclaimer, specifically oh, yep. for Lord Windgrace. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Knight of the Reliquary is, you know, a little more color intensive. Oh, but yeah. you can, one green man. Yeah. Throw it at anything. Yep. You just, you know, it gets you, it searches for your Gaia's Cradle. It searches for your Nykthos. Yeah. It searches for your whatever. It's yeah. just. Nice little really, crop rotation stapled on there. Really good. You know, if you're like, oh man, I wish I had this land. You have a dude that literally tutors for the land. I yeah. was dicking around with the idea of throwing him into Yasan. I yeah, think no, I could see it. Yasan. I mean, even he can even get you like the like the combat trick lands, the ones that uh, return target creature to its opponent's hand, or target creature can't block, or yep. the glacial chasm where it's yeah. just like now I do oh, no man. damage. You know what I mean? Like it's, I think the utility yeah. is just fantastic. Definitely I cannot wait. Cool. I cannot wait to to pop off a fat death cloud after you know going to get <laughs> go, going. I to, told you guys <laughs> going and getting some you know some lands that make you know, you know like cabal coffers and Nurborg. I yeah. can just go get those now. Yep. Speaking of sweet lands, I want to talk quickly about Lotus Field. Um, this is a card um, for those of you guys who don't know. I have a Gitrog deck. Um, it's a CDH deck. It's uh, one of my favorites. I built it as sort of a challenge to myself because uh, 
for those of you who know that interaction is is uh, it's pretty ridiculous. It's, it's pretty a little hairy. Yeah, yeah, it's a challenging it's a challenging deck to pilot, but it's a rewarding deck to pilot once you like learn it and stuff like that. Um, I saw this card. It's an it's an it's an auto include. I mean, it's got hexproof. Um, sure, it enters tapped, but I'm gonna sacrifice two lands. Hopefully, get two draw triggers off of my Gitrog monster, and then uh, yeah, it's a gilded lotus on the land. You know what I mean? It, it, it it's gonna do me right. I'm, I'm pretty excited with hexproof. Yeah, no strip it's like, lines for that. Yeah, no strip mine for that. Um, I think it's a great card. I'm definitely excited to see that playing in some of my decks. Um, Rose pretty sweet with blood sun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I agree. Uh, um, scheming uh, symmetry. I want to talk about that one. That Agreed. one's uh, pretty cool. Like, I love this card. There are multiple ways you can run this card. You can run this to be selfish for yourself and somehow try to not let them have their card that they get. Um, I'll backtrack for a second. And for a black sorcery speed, uh, choose two target players. Each of those, each of them searches their library for a card, shuffles it, and puts it on oh, top of yeah, their library. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the fact that it also... Is drawn by Seb McKinnon. I, I was <laughs> waiting for him to say that. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna let you have that. Yeah, well, thank you. Yep. Right. This I'm group outside. here, this group here, we do love Seb McKinnon's art. Shout out to Seb McKinnon. Uh, keep doing what you do, man. It's great. Oh man, I agree. Yeah, I, I love his artwork. He's he's been yeah a real. This yeah. card though Artist. is awesome to me because. This is what Commander's about. This is I about agree. politics and group play, being able to look at someone's board and go, crap, I don't necessarily have an answer for it, but hey, does your deck, guess what? I can get that card out for you. Let's both tutor for yeah. something. Like, yeah. Or other people, just totally. It's just fun all around. I, it's a sweet twin-headed giant card. I just yeah. now thought of that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, cool, me and my partner here are going to tutor. Screw you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. even think about that. Um, yeah. I uh yeah I I like it for the politicking thing like you do Dale like yep. um like like you said nobody has interactions to deal with JB's shenanigans that he has <laughs> running around uh, yeah <laughs> let's go let's go try to knock him down a peg and stuff That's like weird. that um, I'm right with, here <laughs> <laughs> with uh, Oathbreaker and Ashiok like Trevor was planning on doing oh. like that'd be oh. it'd be a broken yeah that'd be my sweet signature spell yeah. man yeah. it's like oh yeah. Uh, I'm going to pick you, but you don't get to tutor because yep. Ashiok's on board. So cool, have fun, guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a really good card. I don't, I don't know. How, I mean, I know we talk a lot about CDH and stuff like that, but I feel like this is more a casual tutor for to sure. End for up, sure, uh, helping out people who don't aren't able to buy the demonic tutors and the vampiric tutors and stuff like that. So it gives them a reason to run a tutor and to help them out in their EDH games. You know, I'll tell you, now that I'm thinking about it though, your Tassiger deck, that might not be a bad include because you already want to do that politicking game. So you might say, okay, well I'm gonna play this. Who here can help me get rid of this card? You I know agree. what I mean? Yeah. And like so it's still it still could find its place into niche CDX decks, I think. I agree. Um but uh yeah, great card overall. Um all right, so for the last card here, I, I chose Rotting Regisaur. It's a zombie dinosaur, and it's a two-colorless, one black mana for a 7-6 that has at the beginning of your upkeep discard a card. Okay, so First of all, it's a 7-6 for 3 mana, which <laughs> yeah. is just ridiculous because this guy is coming out on turn 2. 
Yeah. And the whole downside, as people will call <laughs> it, is actually yeah. a downside in most decks that you'd be playing this in because it's black, so you're going to be yeah. wanting messing with your graveyard anyway. So, awesome. You get to pitch some big dude out of your hand and have one drop reanimate to bring him right uh, back. Of course. Let's talk about Zhao Dun. I mean, this would have been <laughs> great in Zhao Dun. Like you, yeah. you drop this guy in for a nice beater for some for some early game blocker and stuff like that, and you pitch something out to then sacrifice Zhao Dun and cast. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's 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 totally a great card. Again, the downside is really not, not a downside. <laughs> like it's really not. If anything, that's card advantage in yeah. mono black. I could like, see this played a lot in standard with like green. For sure, the, yeah, the totally extra color to totally. it, like and the. Uh, Getting reanimator shenanigans and Marin stuff like of that. Clan Nail Toss. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That card. Well, it's like, uh, I mean, black as a color is really good with giving you a a high power or a you know a tutor or something, but you have to give something up. I mean, I was just looking it up uh, from Arabian Nights. Juzam Jin, mm. uh, two mana, five five, but it deals one damage to you on your upkeep. Like. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I'll take yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, is that really a detriment when you're yeah. going to be smashing someone in the face for five on turn yeah. three? I Absolutely. used to think that way, that, like, oh, I lost a point of life. Like, I don't want yeah. to lose any life. Life now is but a resource. It's, yeah, it's a resource now. It's just something extra to the game. Absolutely. All right, guys, so that's going to wrap up the episode. There's definitely a lot more cards we want to talk about. We're, we're at our time limit here. We want to keep things nice and concise for you guys. Um, if there's more cards you guys want to discuss, uh, leave them in the comments section on the podcast here, or talk. let's talk about them on the Facebook page. Again, that's the Commander's Vault. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at, at uh, Commander's Vault. Uh, I'm going to give it over to Dale here. He's going to give you guys the uh, long-awaited passphrase for this mega awesome giveaway that we're going to be doing on the MTG underscore survivalist page. Uh, make sure you guys go check it out. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. Go ahead, Dale. All right, yeah, so the... The key phrase for this giveaway is going to be one of my favorite cards. It's uh, Nut Collector. That's the key phrase, Nut Collector. So you're going to want to go ahead and send MTG underscore Survivalist or Commander's Vault on Instagram a direct message with that key phrase, and you'll be entered into the, the giveaway. So It's, it's that easy, guys. <laughs> Of course, we'd love it if you guys can like the page as well. I mean, show your support. Um, drop us some comments if there's something you guys want to hear us talk about in the future. Um, it's definitely, we're always open to suggestions. This is new to us, um, but we're really excited about it. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely excited Me about too. it. Me so. too. Yeah. Like, give us your deck list. Like, I yeah, like again, sitting yeah. here and I love breaking deck down deck lists. <laughs> we're going to break down some of our own. Um, yeah, absolutely. We're going to have guests on occasionally from our uh, tournaments here at the Commander's, or not Commander's Vault, Comics Vault. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, we're going to be doing. Uh, set reviews like we did today all sorts of fun stuff here um anything else yeah uh, one more time we just want to thank neil carney again for sponsoring us here uh at the comics vault he runs a tight ship here um lots of great commander play we do commander on saturdays like adam said earlier and we're going to have a lot of other different magic events during the week um we look forward to seeing new people here and uh, I would definitely like to say that our commander tournaments are worth traveling for. Yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely, yeah. I mean, what was it? The two prize support, Two yep. tournaments ago, the prize support was a 
a box, a painting, and Guru Land. Yeah, yeah, a Guru Swamp. Like, I mean, yeah. Neil really goes all out for us yeah, here at the comic store. He, 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 you know, we, he we, th- this wouldn't be possible without him. Exactly. Yeah. Again, guys, show your uh, show your support. Uh, like, um, subscribe to the Facebook page, the Commanders Vault at Commanders Vault on Instagram, and we'll see you guys next time.